0: Welcome to Talent Hub Talk. I am Ben Duncan, and this is a place where prominent and inspirational figures from both the local ANZ and global Salesforce Ohana share their stories. In today's episode, I am going to look back at the ANZ Salesforce market in 2022 Uh, and go over what I saw, how I saw things pan out, and uh, just give some insight into some of the trends or observations I made throughout the year. So it was a year that started off in the same way 2021 had finished, um, a really prosperous environment for Salesforce professionals with so much demand and a real lack of available talent. The end of this year, or the end of 2022, depending on when you're listening to this, has been a little bit different. It's had a different feel to the beginning of the year. So initially, I'm going to focus on the first 10 months, and then we'll kind of get towards the last couple of months of 2022. So at Talent Hub, we continue to see demand across a range of sectors through 2022, really including public sector, financial services and fintech, not-for-profits, utilities, property, and of course, consulting. The demand for Salesforce consulting services actually resulted in several Salesforce partners being recognized amongst some of the fastest growing businesses in Australia in 2022. So that was really amazing to see. And uh, yeah, there were a handful. So um, the likes of Jarvis, Maverick, Source, Sky. So yeah, a range of different consulting companies were recognized for their excellent growth through 2022. The demand across the year was pretty consistent across all skill sets with developers and architects always being highly sought after but with other skill sets equally as in-demand, so including administrators and functional consultants. Although it's common for developer roles to go unfilled for some time in the market, at times this year, we actually saw Salesforce administrator roles being open for several months in some cases. And more than ever, we are seeing companies that are really putting an emphasis on business engagement skills when looking to hire administrators. And that's something that really stood out through 2022, that obviously companies are looking for administrators to be hands-on and to be comfortable with the platform. But there was a real spike in demand for, can this person train our users? Can this person really engage with senior stakeholders? And that's why we saw roles being left open for some time, where in a number of cases, customers just weren't comfortable with the people that they'd interviewed from a business engagement and, uh, I guess, an internal consulting standpoint. And they were really looking for people that... take their users take their stakeholders on a journey so that was something that really stood out for me in the administrator space through 2022. The contract versus permanent split remained fairly consistent over the first 10 months of the year we were definitely seeing a lot of developers and architects still preferring to pursue contract opportunities over permanent roles so that was something that kind of I guess has been evolving over the last few years but continued into 2022 where you know, a lot of people were looking to either take their first contract role or continue on as a contractor. And we definitely do see people now in the market that are out and out contractors, you know, they don't consider permanent roles, they are career contractors now and, uh, and for, for the foreseeable, they expect to be in the contract market. There were still plenty of opportunities for contractors through the year, especially with companies such as the big banks, fintech, government agencies, and utility companies. So yeah, definitely over the first kind of 10 months of the year, we did see a high demand for contractors from some big companies, also some startups and smaller businesses. We did see some consulting partners that were also comfortable hiring contractors. They tend to favor permanent members of staff, but You know, at times we did see consulting partners dipping into the market to hire contractors. So that was something that just down to the demand of projects and, uh, you know, the lack of available talent around, ultimately they had to go and, and offer people what they were looking for. And in many cases, that was contract. In terms of the areas of expertise that were in demand, we continued to see high demand for developers with Lightning Web Components experience. You know, that is definitely not going away and any developers that would see themselves as full stack developers but are kind of weak in that LWC space, that's definitely an area that you know you need to invest time and energy into developing and progressing because that's what companies are now expecting people to be comfortable with. DevOps requirements, the volume of requirements definitely outweighed the available expertise in that area. And we did start seeing more consulting practices, hiring for velocity skill set. I guess it's Salesforce Industries now, so looking for Salesforce industry experience. But we uh, we did hear though that the pricing for Salesforce industries was still a bit of an issue, stopping more companies going down the industry's path, stopping more adoption for you know the industry's offering from Salesforce. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out moving forward. Other products that we saw in high demand from clients were Commerce Cloud. It was interesting because Commerce Cloud, historically, we hadn't done much work in. But we did see a number of both end customers and consulting firms hiring for both B2B and B2C Commerce Cloud. We saw some big projects in the telecoms and media space for Commerce Cloud. So, uh, yeah, that was definitely an area that we saw some growth in in 2022. CPQ is another one. Love it or hate it, there's demand in, in the CPQ space and definitely a lack of expertise around. Obviously, Marketing Cloud is a big product suite now. There's more than just the core Marketing Cloud. But yeah, we did see a, a real increase in demand in the Marketing Cloud space, and again, a real shortage of experience, talent in that area. And then obviously, sales, service, communities, etc. You know, The the more um, well-known, more heavily utilized platforms or products were obviously in demand throughout the beginning, middle, and uh, and most of the end of 2022. So yeah, there was huge demand really across a whole host of skill sets and Salesforce products. We saw Salesforce flow skills become more and more of a must-have for everyone from administrators through to developers. And we also saw companies expecting some experience with DevOps tools from functional resources as well as developers. So historically, I think a lot of people have thought of DevOps being something that developers were more into than admins and functional consultants. But with some of the DevOps tooling available in the market and the lack of requirements for heavy coding with some of the tooling, we have seen a spike in in companies looking for their functional resources to take on some of the DevOps responsibilities and managing the DevOps tools. Back to the point around flow, that's definitely not going away with workflows and process builder being retired. It's an area that we've really seen, I guess, hit the mainstream. Everyone's talking about flows. If you look on LinkedIn or on Twitter, people are talking about flows and we are seeing companies expect people to have you know, at least some understanding of flows, how they work, you know, how you can use the different flow options and how you can add value to a user or a business utilizing this powerful tool. So um, that's kind of definitely um, something that if you haven't worked with flows before, um, you really need to be investing time in, in upskilling in that area. There's been a lot of talk this year about the power of Slack and what it will bring to the ecosystem. We haven't so far seen that result in requests for expertise in that area. I feel like that's an area to watch for uh, for the coming year because they invested heavily in the acquisition of Slack. If you speak to people within Salesforce, they're very impressed with what Slack can achieve and how it can kind of add value to the core Salesforce platform and, and really help people that are working in Slack every day and engaging in Slack every day. I think there's going to be some further investment in that space, but there's also going to be some you know, really slick opportunities and, uh, I guess, solutions that are coming out of Slack. So definitely one to keep an eye on. But so far, we haven't seen a huge demand or increase in clients looking for people with knowledge or expertise in Slack. So at times through the year, it felt like everyone was hiring. And there, there was definitely lots of competition for the best talent in the market, which actually meant that we saw counteroffers being pretty much expected from most people when they were resigning from their role, or um, you know, it wasn't a surprise when companies were looking to match the offers or go above and beyond the offers that their employees were getting from other companies. So, although we did see a lot of counteroffers through 2022, we actually didn't see a huge spike in salaries. You know, I think in 2021, the salaries had gone up significantly. I think they kind of have got to a point now where it's hard to continue increasing those salaries, at least for the short to medium term. So, you know, the developer salaries right now are probably similar to what the peak of the 2021 salaries. They probably haven't gone up significantly more than that. There will be people that are obviously still getting significant pay rises, and they might not have had a pay rise in 2021. And now when they're moving, they are seeing that the market had moved a lot from when they were last secured a a pay rise or a new salary. But yeah, what we're seeing in or what we've seen through 2022 is that the salaries have kind of peaked a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what happens in 2023. I, I don't see them going backwards, but whether or not there'll be much growth in in salaries in 2023, we shall see. And that's the same for daily rates. I think they've stayed fairly consistent with the same kind of daily rates that we saw in 2021. Flexibility was still very high on many candidates wish lists when they were looking for a new role. And throughout the year, we did see most companies offering at least several days from home per week, or giving companies the kind of option to pick and choose and how they uh, sort of giving employees or, or new contractors and new team members options around you know, how many days they want to work from an office, how many days they want to work from home. Now, we saw many companies continuing to hire nationally, rather than just looking for the best talent within a commutable distance from their office. We saw people you know, in Melbourne hiring people in Brisbane, and in Perth hiring people in Brisbane and You know, Melbourne to Sydney. And for a lot of companies, there were no boundaries as long as someone was in Australia and able to work, you know, be flexible with their time zone if they were out of the same time zone. So, yeah, that was really, really great to see. And and we did see some amazing talent being hired by companies that historically wouldn't have had access to that talent just purely because of location. But towards the end of 2022, we actually did see some contractors that have been told or were told they wouldn't be extended because they were working interstate for companies and these companies were looking to have people coming back into the office And therefore, because the contractors were interstate, they wouldn't be uh, extending their contractors. So I think that's, in my opinion, a little bit short sighted. Um, You know, these contractors have been delivering value for in some cases, a couple of years for these businesses. And now that there's some change around how they want to engage their staff from a location perspective, they're letting go of some good talent. So Yeah, I think uh, each company is a bit different in this aspect from a flexibility standpoint. I could think that the ones that are very flexible and, you know, look for the best talent wherever they may be in Australia or New Zealand, they're probably the companies that will continue thriving from a a headcount and, um, you know, getting the best people standpoint. Through 2022, there has been a real consistent inflow of new aspiring salesforce professionals coming into the ecosystem. And it's been absolutely amazing to see some of these newbies secure roles and start building their career in the ecosystem. There's definitely still an imbalance of new talent compared to the companies giving opportunities to entry-level candidates. But hopefully the work that some of the, you know, there's some initiatives around like Talent Alliance, some of the things they're doing in this space, hopefully that will help. I think, uh, you know, we have seen some people come in completely fresh and secure opportunities with consulting firms and really, really start to develop their skill set. So that's been amazing to see and yeah, long may that continue. In the second half of the year, we did see more overseas candidates coming into the ANZ market on visas. Some of these were being sponsored by companies. In most cases, those sponsorships were coming from consulting firms. And in other cases, if eligible for the visa, some people were coming in and working on a working holiday visa um, which I'm not sure of the exact rules now. It might be 12, might be 24 months, but it enables people to work in Australia for a period of time. Not everyone is eligible for that visa, so it, it's something that is worth reading up on if you're listening to this podcast and you're overseas and you're looking for a way into Australia or New Zealand. But yeah, there were people that took advantage of that visa. For the sponsored roles, for the people that companies were offering sponsorship for, from what I saw, they seemed to be quite heavily reserved and predominantly utilised for technical um, and or architect level candidates. So whether that's like a, a really experienced developer, or a technical architect, solution architect, or people that had, you know, expertise in specific areas. So some of the candidates we've seen coming in on visas have experience with Salesforce Industries, as an example. So yeah, obviously, the borders were shut for a long period of time through COVID. And um, we didn't see a huge spike of people coming into the market in the early part of 2022, but we've definitely seen an increase in the second half of the year. So great to have some new talent in the ecosystem. And yeah, it's definitely been needed to keep up with the demand at the kind of midpoint of the year. As we got towards the end of 2022, there was obviously a lot of press about layoffs. Predominantly, this was affecting the US market initially and some other overseas locations. But through September and October, the ANZ market remained fairly buoyant, to be fair. And yeah, although we were hearing about a lot of layoffs overseas, through September and October, there wasn't a huge impact on what we were seeing here in ANZ. But towards the last couple of months, so November and December, there was definitely a change of feeling in the market. And unfortunately, this was amplified by some layoffs that we saw from you know some specific Salesforce consultancies as well as some ISV businesses. So the year is coming to an end with a bit of an uneasy feeling amongst many candidates that I'm speaking to there are people out there that are finding it's harder and, and taking longer to secure a role than it has been over the last couple of years. And we are also starting to see some companies that are pushing projects out to next year. So yeah, definitely a different field towards the end of the year. And, you know, I think there's opportunity out there still, you know, there are still companies that are discussing their plans and, and growth plans for next year. And I will be releasing a preview of 2023 soon. So I, I do feel there'll be some challenging times to overcome. I still feel positive that there'll be opportunities to grow and develop and thrive as a Salesforce professional in the coming years. And uh, really looking forward to working with you all in 2023. And please do reach out, connect, uh, ask me any questions, if there's anything I can do to help, anything I can do to kind of guide you on on your plans for 2023. If you've listened to this and and you know got any insight around what we saw as shortages or, or areas that were in demand in 2022, and you want to hear my thoughts on that for next year, then uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you and help in any way that I can. So uh, looking forward to hearing from everyone. And I hope you've all enjoyed your holiday break and uh, gearing up for a busy and successful 2023. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. And thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the chat. And if you did, please make sure you have subscribed for future episodes that are coming through. I would also be very grateful if you would consider leaving a review on your chosen podcast platform as five-star reviews will help us to reach more trailblazers from across the world. I look forward to sharing another episode with you soon, and thanks again.